It's the Old Man Yells at Music Podcast. The show where a guy looks back at selected hits from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Also, some old musical TV shows, albums you may have forgotten or never even heard of, and more. Now, here's your host, the old man himself, Roger Stroop. Hello, and welcome to episode 78 of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. I'm Roger Stroop. This week, we're looking at the charts of September 5th, 1992. Around this time, actor Anthony Perkins died at the age of 60. He was best known for starring as mother-loving murderer Norman Bates in the 1960 Alfred Hitchcock classic, Psycho. And around the world, people felt just a little bit safer when taking a shower. Here's what was happening happening in the culture beyond creepy fictional motels. At the movies, the month's biggest release was The Last of the Mohicans, which starred Daniel Day-Lewis as the adopted white son of a Mohawk chief. Another hit was the spy caper Sneakers, with a cast including Robert Redford, Dan Aykroyd, Sidney Poitier, and River Phoenix. Other films that came out this month included the horror sequel Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, Captain Ron, in which eccentric sailor Kurt Russell is hired to pilot a yacht carrying Martin Short and his family. Singles, a romantic comedy set in the Seattle grunge scene starring Bridget Fonda and Matt Dillon. Mr. Saturday Night, in which Billy Crystal directed himself as an aging comedian. And School Ties, a boarding school football drama starring everyone's current favorite actor, Brendan Fraser. In television, a big story happened on the 12th when NBC became the first major American network in over three decades to not have a single cartoon show in their Saturday morning lineup. Instead of the usual animated fair programmed to attract young children on their one day off from school or church, they aired live-action shows geared to tweens and young teenagers. Their schedule featured the sitcoms Saved by the Bell and California Dreams, the basketball recap and profile show NBA Inside Stuff, and the viewer wish-granting series Name Your Adventure. NBC continued with this philosophy for years afterward, and it turned out that they were ahead of the curve, as all the broadcast networks have since have left children's cartoons to cable stations like Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, and Cartoon Network, while giving their Sunday morning airtime to educational programming from outside producers. On the bestseller lists, fiction fans were buying Stephen King's latest, Gerald's Game, and John Grisham's The Pelican Brief, his follow-up to his breakthrough hit, The Firm. Also selling was Terry McMillan's Chronicle of African-American Female Friendship Waiting to Exhale, All That Remains, the third Patricia Cornwell mystery starring coroner Dr. K. Scarpetta, and Where is Joe Merchant? a novel by singer Jimmy Buffett. In nonfiction, top titles included a couple presidential titles. Truman, a biography of Harry S. Truman, obviously, by David McCullough, and Lincoln at at Gettysburg, Gary Will's look at Honest Abe and one of the most famous speeches of all time. A soon-to-be vice president was also on the list in the form of Senator Al Gore's environmental warning Earth in the Balance, and books about royalty were also selling, be they Russian, like Edvard Redzinski's biography of Nicholas II, 
the last Tsar, or British, like Andrew Morton's look at the then Princess of Wales, Diana, her true story. And in music, the big story happened on the 8th at a show co-headlined by Guns N' Roses and Metallica at Olympic Stadium in Montreal. During Metallica's set, a pyrotechnics accident caused singer James Hetfield to suffer burns to his arms and face, forcing the band to cut their set short. Then, when Guns N' Roses took the stage, Axl Rose cut their set off after complaining of throat problems. Fans reacted to this abbreviated show angrily, causing a riot that spilled out into the streets. The tour was suspended for 17 days, causing the postponement of several shows, including the one in Toronto the next night, which my own brother happened to have tickets to. So now, to the charts. As always, we start below the top 40s. This week, we look at a true international cultural icon who is much more than just a singer-songwriter. She's an activist and living symbol for indigenous people around the world. She also used to be a regular on Sesame Street. How cool is that? At number 74 this week in Canada, it's Fallen Angels by Buffy St. Marie. Born on the Piapot 75 Reserve in Saskatchewan's Capel Valley in 1941, Buffy St. Marie was abandoned as an infant, but adopted by a Native American couple from Massachusetts. In the early 60s, she began playing folk music in the Toronto and New York scenes, and she became known for songs about drug addiction, war, and the mistreatment of North America's First Nations. In the 70s, she had two top 40 hits in Britain, including the top 10 Soldier Blue, as well as one hit in North America with 1972's Mr. Can't You See. In 1982, she co-wrote the Oscar-winning North American number one, Up Where We Belong, from the movie An Officer and a Gentleman. Gentleman, excuse me. A gentleman. In 1992, she released her first album in 16 years, Coincidence and Likely Stories, which had already produced a Canadian and British top 40 hit with The Big Ones Get Away. Fallen Angels was the follow-up single. Fallen Angels is slick folk pop about people motivated by greed and self-interest. I'm reading these lyrics strictly as a public service, of course. I got a man in the business line. He's power hungry. He's a money mine. Smooth and satin. He's a big time shark. Fallen angel. I got a brother. Ooh, he mean as sin. He got a brother who's just like him. Living over in Moscow. Two of a kind. How come the great power got the junky mind? Fallen angels. They never get enough. Fallen angels. They got the addictions. Fallen angels, they litter the skies. Fallen angels, don't you want to turn them around? Turn them around. I got a man in the USA. He running guns with the CIA. He's the best that being bad could be. Who'd think he'd do it all for me? What's it matter if you're green or red, the Yankee dollar or the commie threat, when the real power in the real world going to deny it all anyway? St. Marie is blunt and forceful in her delivery, but in a way that's more compelling than off-putting. She comes off as an actual leader and activist and someone just shouting at bad people to bring attention to herself. Many pop stars go out of their way to try to appear like important people in the world. Buffy doesn't try to look that way. She just is. Fallen Angels was down from a peak of number 50. It got to number 57 in the UK. 
St. Marie hasn't had any more hits, but she continues to record, perform, and speak out. Her latest album was 2017's Medicine Songs. We start our journey through the top 40s with Canada's number 31, In Your Eyes by the Leslie Spit Trio. Formed in Toronto in 1988, the Leslie Spit Trio were not named after anyone in the band, but rather a local park where the band could rehearse and bring along their dog, Tag, who was considered the band's fourth member and often listed as their manager. After a couple years of busking and an appearance in the independent film Roadkill, they signed with a major label, and their debut album, Don't Cry Too Hard, got some radio and video airplay and won them a Juno Award, for most promising group. In Your Eyes was the first single from their second album, Book of Rejection. In Your Eyes is a rock ballad featuring guest guitar work from former Guess Who and Bachman Turbiner Overdrive member Randy Bachman. Let's see about the lyrics. I can walk alone. I don't need someone I can own. I've got things to do. I don't need any help from you. In Your Eyes, I don't look tired. In your eyes, I like how I see. In your eyes, I am inspired. In your eyes, it feels just fine. I no longer dream of a shoulder on which to lean. Love remains a word, still not sure what it means. It's a nice little song, and singer Laura Hubert's vocals remind me a bit of Kirsty McCall, who I like a lot. I would say, though, that I like the singles from their first album better, those being UFOs, and a cover of John Prine's Angel from Montgomery. But this is a fine bit of CanCon pop. In Your Eyes peaked at number 21. The band had no further hits, and feeling that they were giving away too much creative control to their label, they went back to being independent soon after this. They ran into some legal trouble when, when they released their 1996 album Chocolate Chip Cookies in a bag that Nabisco felt looked too much like the packaging for their Chips Ahoy brand. But the band agreed to change the bag before being sued. The group officially broke up in 2000 when Tag the Dog died. We go to the UK now for their number 31, Little Black Book by Belinda Carlisle. Born in Los Angeles in 1958, Belinda Carlisle got into the local punk scene in the late 70s and eventually became the singer for the all-female band The Go-Go's, who had several early 80s hits and a number one album with 1981's Beauty and the Beat. After The Go-Go's split, Carlisle began a solo career that produced six American hits between 1986 and 1990, including the number one, Heaven is a Place on Earth. She began to lose popularity in her homeland as the 90s dawned, but she remained a hitmaker in Britain. Little Black Book was the fourth single from her fourth album, Live Your Life, Be Free. Little Black Book is a pop rock song of regret. Let's look up the lyrics. There was a time you and I were everything. You'll never know the days and nights I spent imagining. Yesterday is the only place we'll ever know, oh, oh. In my Little Black Book, there's someone I used to know. Day by day, time slips away. Where did our love go? In my little black book, you're always there to remind me it wasn't just a dream. And baby, in my heart, you'll always be. Picked up the phone. 
didn't know what I was going to do. I heard your voice. I had no choice. I hung up on you. A couple of interesting facts about this track. One, it was the first solo single on which Carlisle had a writing credit. I definitely thought she was a lot more of a singer-songwriter, but apparently she had been relying on outside composers for much of her career. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And secondly, there are backing vocals on this track from, from a then-unknown singer named Cheryl Crow. This was somewhere between her, her touring with Michael Jackson and joining the Tuesday Night Music Club that launched her to stardom. Little Black Book peaked at number 28. Carlisle remained a star in the UK for the rest of the 90s, picking up six more hits, including two top tens. She's continued to record and perform, and she's reunited with the Go-Go's on a few occasions. Her most recent solo album was 2017's Wilder Shores. We're now in America for, yes, their number 31 song, Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Formed in Los Angeles in 1983, Red Hot Chili Peppers recorded their debut album in 1984, and after surviving lineup changes, which included the death of guitarist Hillel Slovak, they broke through in 1989 with their fourth album, Mother's Milk. Shortly after that, they signed with a new label and hired producer Rick Rubin for their album, Blood Sugar Sex Magic from which Under the Bridge was the second single. Under the Bridge is a ballad about singer Anthony Kiedis' love-hate relationship with his hometown and his battles with drug addiction. Let's look at some lyrics. Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. Sometimes I feel like my only friend is the city I live in, the city of angels. Lonely as I am, together we cry. I drive on her streets because she's my companion. I walk through her hills because she knows who I am. She sees my good deeds, and she kisses me windy. Now, well, I never worry. Now, that is a lie. I don't ever want to feel like I did that day. Take me to the place I love. Take me all the way. It's hard to believe that there's nowhere out, nobody out there. It's hard to believe that I'm all alone. At least I have her love, the city. She loves me. Lonely as I am... Together we cry. Under the bridge downtown is where I drew some blood. Under the bridge downtown, I could not get enough. Under the bridge downtown, forgot about my love. Under the bridge downtown, I gave my life away. It's got an atypical structure, structure in that it has a repeated bridge, no pun intended. But the part that sounds like a chorus with the big backing vocals only appears at the end. But it kind of works with the theme of the song, as it starts with him searching for hope and solace and ends with him letting go of the habits that were denying him those things. To me, it's one of the great pop hits of the 90s. Under the Bridge was down from a peak of number two. It hit number three in Canada and number 13 in the UK. Red Hot Chili Peppers have had seven more top 40s, including two top 10s. They continue to record and perform, with Kiedis, bassist Flea, and drummer Chad Smith being constants, while guitarist John Frusciante has left and rejoined twice. Their most recent album was 2016's The Getaway. Yeah. 
We remain in the USA for their number 25 song, People Every Day by Arrested Development. Formed in Atlanta in 1988, Arrested Development were founded by rapper Todd Speech Thomas and DJ Timothy Headliner Barnwell. Positioning themselves as an alternative to gangster rap, they wore colorful, colorful clothing and included in their ranks a spiritual elder named Baba OJ. The first single from their 1992 debut album, Three Years, Five Months, and Two Days in the Life of Tennessee, got to number six. People Every Day was the follow-up. Borrowing the chorus from Sly and the Family Stone's 1969 number one, Everyday People, People Every Day is loping, reggae-influenced hip-hop on which speech describes an encounter with some unsavory customers. I'll let the lyrics tell the story with some content entity. See, I was resting in my park, minding my own business as I kicked up the treble tone on my radio tape player box, right? Just loud enough so folks could hear its hype. See, I don't know where comes the woman I'm dating. Investigation. Maybe she was demonstrating. But nevertheless, I was pleased. My day was going great and my soul was at ease. Until a group of brothers started bugging out. Drinking the 40 ounce. Going a route. Disrespecting my black queen. Holding their crotches and being obscene. At first, I ignored them because I see I know their type. They got drunk and got guns, and they want to fight. And they see a young couple having a time that's good, and their egos want to test a brother's manhood. So they came to test speech because of my hairdo and the loud, bright colors that I wear. I was a target because I'm a fashion misfit, and the outfit that I'm wearing, brothers dissing it. Well, I stay calm and pray that they leave me be, but they're squeezing parts of my date's anatomy. Why, Lord, do brothers have to drill me? Because if I start to hit this man, they'll have to kill me. See, I am everyday people. You see, I am ev- I am everyday people. In the next verse, speech describes how he kicked the attacker's asses so hard that it required multiple law enforcement officers to pry him off of them. It's a little off-brand for the peace and love vibe of the group, but the implication is that someone who prefers nonviolence can still be capable of vigorously defending them, themselves when the need arises. It's kind of like a musical reboot of that early 70s hit action movie, Billy Jack. People Every Day peaked at number eight. It hit number two in Britain, but only number 64 in Canada. Arrested Development had one more hit from their debut album, but their next album flopped and they broke up in 1996. They reunited four years later and have since put out ten more albums. Although Speech is currently the only remaining original member after Baba OJ died in 2018. Their most recent album was last year's Don't Fight Your Demons. We're back in Canada for number 23, Inside Out by Sue Medley. Born in Courtney, British Columbia in 1962, Sue Medley released her debut album in 1990. And to this point, she had picked up five top 40 hits. Inside Out was the second single and title track from her second album. Inside Out is slow, bluesy pop rock. Let me turn around the lyrics. Remember when we, remember when we danced on your doorstep back in the days of Roses and Wine? 
No walls between us. No secrets were kept. Now we're out of time. Don't say I've never been told. Watched love fade. I've watched love grow. Love is complete. Love is blind. Love is the hardest thing to define. Love can bring on pain and doubt. Love can turn you inside out. You turn it on like a radio, airwave receiver that comes and goes. Your love runs cold, hot and cold. This frozen old blanket is about to fold. Uh, it's, it's a nice little song. That's all I really have to say. And she's a very good singer, but I like her better on grittier stuff, particularly something like her debut single, Dangerous Times. I'll definitely be having that on the YouTube playlist. Inside Out peaked at number 18. Sue Medley had one more hit before a disagreement with her label made her quit the business for a while. She released an independent album in, 2000, in the year 2000, then put out an album with her new group, The Back Road Band. These Are the Days, that was what the album was called. And that came out in 2013. We're in Great Britain again for the number 26 song, House of Love by East 17. Formed in the Walthamstow borough of London, East 17 were formed when singer Tony, Tony Mortimer was promised a record deal if he could form a group to sing with him. He recruited some friends, and they named themselves after their hometown postcode. House of Love was the first single from their debut album, Walthamstow. House of Love is boy band dance pop with, a, with very British-sounding rapping. Let's give these lyrics a home. Everybody in the house of love. Everybody in the house of love. Everybody in the house of love. One love, one God. Everybody in the house of love. We got to stop the pain and put the wars on hold. Let the power of love inside the soul unfold. Free the mind. Let it rise above. We've got to change this world into a world of love. Mother Earth, she's on overload. One more war and she might explode. We got to look back and see a love from the past. We got we got time to change but it's running out fast. Not bothered about your color, concerned about your creed. In the house of love, everybody's free. It has that boy band dichotomy of wanting to sound tough, but also trying to be wholesome and socially aware. Like, you wouldn't want to bring us home to mother, because maybe she'd be too impressed about how tolerant and peace-loving we are. We're so good, we're bad. And bad means good. House of Love peaked at number 10. East 17 had, incidentally enough, 17 more hits in the 90s, including the 1994 number one, Stay Another Day. It broke up in 1999, then reunited seven years later, releasing the album Dark Light in 2012. They're active to, the, to this day, although they only have one, more rema one remaining original member, Terry Coldwell. We'll start talking about top 20 songs right after this. Hi, this is your host, Roger Stroop, letting you know that if you like my point of view on old pop music, you can actually find lots more of it on the Old Man Yells at Music blog. I've been looking back at top 40 charts from the 70s, 80s, and 90s and beyond for almost 10 years now, 
and I've done hundreds of entries and covered thousands of songs from the American, Canadian, and British charts. From the A's to ZZ Top, from Abacab to Zoom. You'll also find my Uneasy Rider tournaments, celebrating the odd ducks of the American Top 40. The 70s tourney is complete, but the 80s one is just getting started, and you can follow along on the blog as it progresses. And of course, you can find links to the latest episode of this podcast and the accompanying YouTube playlists there. So take a look at the Old Man Yells at Music blog, which you can find at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Why is it there? You'll have to go there to find out. That's the Old Man Yells at Music blog at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. We're back. Now we're going to look at the UK number 18. It's My Life by Dr. Alban. Born in Oguta, Nigeria in 1957, Alban Uzoma Nwapa went to Sweden in his early 20s to study dentistry. He began DJing at a club in Stockholm to help pay for school and was soon approached by a local producer to make an album. His 1990 debut, Hello Africa, produced four Swedish hits, Swedish hits and had six, significant success in other European countries. It's My Life was the first single from his second album, One Love. It's My Life is Euro House over which Alban raps. These are his lyrics. It's my life, my worries. It's my life. It's my life, my problems. It's my life. It's my life. Take it or leave it. Set me free. What's that crap? Papa knew it all. I got my own life. You got your own life. You got your own life. Live your life and set me free. Mind your business and leave my business. You know everything. Papa knew it all. Very little knowledge is dangerous. Stop bugging me. Stop bothering me. Stop bugging me. Stop forcing me. Stop fighting me. Stop yelling at me. It's my life. His deep, accented voice helps this stand out. This would be a template for a lot of the dance music from the European continent during this decade. And to me, it holds up a lot better than many of its descendants. It's My Life peaked at number two. It cracked the American chart, but only got to number 88. Dr. Alban had one more UK top 40 and several more hits in Europe. Last year, he recorded new versions of his song, Hello Africa, to promote social distancing and other preventative measures during the COVID-19 pandemic. We're back in America for number 11, Jump Around by House of Pain. Formed in Los Angeles in 1991, House of Pain came together after rapper Eric Everlast Schrody, who had released one unsuccessful solo album, hooked up with his former high school classmates Daniel Danny Boy O'Connor and Leor DJ Lethal DeMont. Jump Around was the first single from their self-titled debut album. Jump Around is loud, boisterous hip-hop featuring the boastful shouting of Everlast. Feel free to move however you like while I read some lyrics. Pack it up. Pack it in. Let me begin. I came to win. Battle me. It's a sin. I won't ever slack up. Punk, you better back up. Try and play the role, and yo, the whole crew will act up. Get up. Stand up. Come on. Throw your hands up. If you got the feeling, jump across the ceiling. Mugs lives the... 
Mugs lifts a funk flow. Someone's talking junk. Yo, I bust him in the eye. And then I take the punks. Feeling funkin'. Amps in the trunk. And I got more rhymes than there's cops at a Dunkin' Donuts shop. Show enough, I got props from the kids on the hill, plus my mom and my pops. I came to get down. I came to get down. So get out your seat and jump around. Jump around. Jump around. Jump around. Jump up. Jump up. And get down. I'll serve your ass like John McEnroe. If your girl steps up, I'm smacking the. Word to your moms, I came to drop bombs. I got more rhymes than the Bible's got psalms. And just like the prodigal son, I've returned. Anyone stepping to me, you'll get burned. Because I got lyrics, but you ain't got none. If you come to battle, bring a shotgun. But if you do, you're a fool. Because I duel to the death. Trying to step to me, you'll take your last breath. I got the skills. Come get your fill. Because when I shoot the gift, I shoot to kill. It's a whirlwind of beats and braggadocio. And probably the first rap hit to invoke a tennis champion in a, in a threat. It's an iconic song of, the, song of the 90s. And to me, it still hits pretty hard. Jump Around peaked at number three. Got to number eight in Britain and number 45 in Canada. House of Pain had no further American hits. And they broke up in 1996. Everlast resumed his solo career, having greater success than he did the first time around, while DJ Lethal joined Limp Biscuit. The three members reunited in 2009 as part of a larger group called La Coca Nostra, and, then, and they toured as House of Pain a few times. Currently, only, D, only Danny Boy and DJ Lethal are in La Coca Nostra, while Everlast has resumed his solo career. Now we're in Canada again for their number 20 song, Jesus He Knows Me by Genesis. Formed in Godalming, Surrey in 1967, Genesis began as a progressive rock band fronted by Peter Gabriel, but when Gabriel left in the mid-70s, they gradually became a more pop-rock outfit fronted by Phil Collins. By this point, they'd scored three Canadian number ones, including two from their 1991 album We Can't Dance. Jesus He Knows Me was that album's fourth single. Jesus He Knows Me is a satirical pop rock tune about duplicitous television evangelists. A popular topic for sending up since the scandals of the late 80s involving the likes of Jim Baker and Jimmy Swaggart. I know the lyrics, and I can prove it. You see the face on the TV screen coming at you every Sunday. See that face on the billboard? That man is me. On the cover of the magazine, there's no question why I'm smiling. You buy a piece of paradise, you buy a piece of me. I'll get you everything you wanted. I'll get you everything you need. Don't need to believe in hereafter. Just believe in me. Because Jesus, he knows me. And he knows I'm right. I've been talking to Jesus all my life. Oh yes, he knows me. And he knows I'm right. And he's been telling me everything is all right. I believe in the family with my ever-loving wife beside me. But she don't know about my girlfriend or the man I met last night. Do you believe in God? Because that is what I'm selling. And if you want to go to heaven, I'll see you right. You won't even have to leave your house or get out of your chair. You don't even have to touch that dial because I'm everywhere. It's an easy target, but the group hits it in a catchy way. Say what you want about Phil Collins. 
but the man knows his way around a pop song. Jesus He Knows Me peaked at number 10. It hit number 20 in Britain and number 23 in America. Genesis had one more hit from I Can't Dance, then Collins left. The group released one more album with a new singer, then split up in 2000. The main three of Collins, bassist Mike Rutherford, and keyboardist Tony Banks reunited for a tour in 2006, and they've reassembled for a new tour that's currently scheduled to begin on September 15th in Dublin. Now we've reached the top tens, starting in Canada with the number seven song, Friday I'm in Love by The Cure. Formed in West Sussex, England in 1978, The Cure released their debut album in 1979 and had their first UK hit in 1980. Later in the decade, they started having mainstream success in North America, and they, act, and they had a North American top ten with Love Song in 1989. Friday I'm in Love was the second single from their ninth album, Wish. Friday I'm in Love is shiny, happy guitar pop. I'm reading these lyrics on a Thursday, and you will get your first chance to hear them probably later this Thursday. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's Friday. I'm in love. Monday, you can fall apart. Tuesday, Wednesday, break my heart. Well, Thursday doesn't even start. It's Friday. I'm in love. Saturday, wait. And Sunday always comes too late, but Friday never hesitates. I don't care if Monday's black. Tuesday, Wednesday, heart attack. Thursday, never looking back. It's Friday. I'm in love. Monday, you can hold your head. Tuesday, Wednesday, stay in bed. Or Thursday, watch the walls instead. It's Friday. I'm in love. In spite of their gothy image, the cure were no strangers to lightheartedness as as evidenced by such 80s singles as The Love Cats and The Caterpillar. But on this one, singer Robert Smith sounds positively giddy, and I don't begrudge him his exuberance one bit. Friday I'm in Love hit number three. It got to number six in the UK and number 18 in the US. The Cure had no further hits outside Britain, but they continue to record and perform, and they're apparently currently working on two new albums to be released at a date yet to be determined. We're in the UK again for number six, Ebenezer Good by The Shaman. Formed in Aberdeen, Scotland in 1985, The Shaman began as a psychedelic pop band before moving into house and electronic music. They had picked up three hits, including two top tens, by the time they put out this, the second single from their fifth album, Boss Drum. Ebenezer Good is guitar-enhanced dance music about a strange but popular bloke. Or is it? See what you think of the lyrics. A great philosopher once wrote, Naughty, naughty, very naughty. Ha 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 ha. There's a guy in the place who's got a bittersweet face, and he goes by the name of Ebenezer Good. His friends call him Ezer, and he is the main geezer, and he'll vibe up the place like no other man could. He's refined, sublime. He makes you feel fine, though very much maligned and misunderstood. But if you know Ezer, he's a real crowd pleaser. He's ever so good. He's Ebenezer Good. You can see that he's mischievous, mysterious, and devious when he circulates amongst the people in the place. But once you know he's fun and something of a genius, 
He gives a grin that goes around from face to face, backwards and then forwards, forwards and then backwards. Ezer is the geezer who loves to muscle in. That's about the time the crowd all shout the name of Ezer as he's cotrelled in the corner, laughing by the base bin. Ezer good. Ezer good. He's Ebenezer good. You see, in the chorus, it sounds like they're saying, E's are good. E's being slang for ecstasy pills, which contain the the psychotropic drug MDMA. Could these guys have been trying to slip slip in a reference to illicit substances to influence the impressionable youth of the United Kingdom? Ridiculous, I say. If there's one thing I know, it's that late 80s and early 90s British rave music is certainly not known for allusions to narcotics. Acid house, you say? That was all about promoting the study of chemistry. Ebenezer Good would spend four weeks at number one. The Shaman had eight more hits before splitting up in 1989. We're in America now for number four, Humpin' Around by Bobby Brown. Born in Boston in 1968, Bobby Brown was 12 when he joined the group New Edition, who became major R&B stars in the early 80s. He left the group in 1986 and became a superstar in 1988 when his second album, Don't Be Cruel, hit number one. To this point, he had six top ten hits, including the number one, My Prerogative. Humpin' Around was the first single from his third album, Bobby. Humpin' Around is a thumping New Jack swing track that contains a keyboard line similar to a riff from the 1973 Led Zeppelin track, Dancing Days. Let me screw around with the lyrics. When you trust someone and you know you're on their back, you ain't got you ain't got no trusting about you, and you claim that you don't care what where I'm at. You've given me reason to doubt you. Say you trust someone. Say you trust someone. Why are you calling all around, thinking I've got some dip on the side, girl? You don't trust no one, and you're constantly in doubt. You lose the game if you play that way. Get up off my back. Save a heart attack. Ain't nobody humping around. No matter what they say, no, it ain't that way. Ain't nobody humping around. When you love someone and you want to love them right, gotta get more loving about you. And you know that you're holding on too tight. Soon they will be leaving without you. Say that you love someone. Why are you calling all my friends thinking I've got something to hide? Girl, you don't love no one. You don't know what love's all about. You lose the game if you play that way. His righteous indignation leans into a bit it leans a bit into he doth protest too much territory. But that makes the song more interesting. I put this just ahead of my prerogative as my favorite of his. Humpin' Around peaked at number three. It hit number six in Canada and number nineteen in the UK. Brown had two more American hits, but after that he became more known for his drug abuse legal troubles, and his tumultuous relationship with Whitney Houston, whom he married in July of 1992 and divorced in 2007. Whitney died in 2012, and their daughter Bobby Christina died just three years later. As far as music goes, he released his most recent album, The Masterpiece, in 2012, and he still performs occasionally with New Edition. We'll recap the top tens and look at a number one right after this. 
the Old Man Yells at Music podcast now has a Patreon. Yes, if you like this podcast so much you were moved to financially support it, now you can. There are different tiers with different rewards, such as early episode access, the ability to vote on future topics, and bonus episodes about extra songs from the charts I cover, other charts from other years, genres, and countries, and even the biggest hits of the 21st century. And you can even pick an episode topic for me at the top level. So if you're interested, go to patreon.com and search Old Man Yells at Music, or click on the link Click on the links to the show notes, my social media posts, or the blog at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Help me yell more at more music. Become a Patreon subscriber today. We're back now to recap our three top tens. The first one will be the UK. Number 10, Rock Your Baby by KWS. The second top 10 for a dance group from Nottingham. Number 9, Too Much Love Will Kill You by Brian May. The second solo hit for the Queen guitarist. Number 8, Walking on Broken Glass by Annie Lennox. Her second solo top 10. Number 7, Don't You Want Me by Felix. The Essex DJ's first hit wasn't a cover of the Human League classic. Number 6, Ebenezer Good by The Shaman. Number five, Just Another Day by John Sakata, the debut hit for a Miami singer. Number four, Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. Yes, that's this song line danced its way across the pond. Number three, Baker Street by Undercover. This London dance group's debut hit was a cover of Jerry Rafferty's 1978 hit. Number two, The Best Things in Life Are Free by Janet Jackson and Luther Vandross with BBD and Ralph Tresvant, a team-up of two legends with the four other original members of New Edition. And the number one song but in the UK this week was Rhythm is a Dancer by Snap, the second number one here for the German dance group. Now we're running down the American top ten. Number ten, Just Another Day by John Sakata. Number nine, Giving Him Something He Can Feel by En Vogue. The third top ten by Oakland's Funky Divas. Number eight, Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. The bottom heavy number one by the Seattle rapper. Number seven, Stay by Shakespeare's Sister, the Anglo-American duo's biggest U.S. hit. Number six, Move This by Technotronic featuring Ya Kid K. The third top ten for the Belgian techno act. Number five, This Used to Be My Playground by Madonna. Her number one hit from the movie A League of Their Own. Number four, Humpin' Around by Bobby Brown. Number three, November Rain by Guns N' Roses, their fifth and final top ten. Number two, Baby, Baby, Baby by TLC, the second hit for the Atlanta Girl Group. And the number one song in America this week was End of the Road by Boys to Men, the Philly Quartet's very first number one. And yes, once again, we're ending with the Canadian top 10. Number 10, Do I Have to Say the Words by Brian Adams. His fifth top two from the Waking Up the Neighbors album. Number nine, Enid by Bare Naked Ladies. Their first top 10. Number eight, Nothing Broken But My Heart by Celine Dion. Her fourth top 10. Number seven, Friday I'm in Love by The Cure. 
Number six, Restless Heart by Peter Cetera, the ex-Chicago singer's fourth top ten up here. Number five, November Rain by Guns N' Roses. Number four, Even Better Than The Real Thing by U2, their seventh top ten in Canada. Number three, Lost Together by Blue Rodeo, the Toronto band's fourth top ten. Number two, This Used To Be My Playground by Madonna. And the number one song in Canada this week, and the one in our spotlight, was The One by Elton John. Born Reginald Dwight in Middlesex, England, Elton John formed his first band at 15, began writing songs with lyricist Bernie Taupin in 1967, and scored his first hit in 1970 with Your Song. Since then, he had become the, one of the world's biggest musical acts. In few places was he more successful than in Canada, where he'd already racked up 15 number one singles before releasing this, the first single and title track from his 23rd studio album. The one is a big ballad about finding love. These are the one and only lyrics. I saw you dancing out the ocean, running fast along the sand, a spirit born of earth and water, fire flying from your hands. In the instant that you love someone, in the second that the hammer hits, reality runs up your spine and the pieces finally fit. And all I ever needed was the one, like freedom fields where wild horses run. When stars collide like you and I, no shadows block the sun. You're all I've ever needed, babe. You're the one. There are cat caravans we follow, drunken nights in dark hotels, when chances breathe between the silence, when sex and love no longer gel. For each man in his time is Cain, until he, locks, until he walks along the beach and sees his future in the water, a long-lost heart within his reach. He had broken away from, from Toppin for a period back in the 80s, but the two were back together by this time, and the evocative words here are proof of what a great combination they are. Elson was starting to settle into his elder statesman phase, but he wasn't coasting at all. The One was on the first of its two weeks at number one. It reached number nine in the U.S. and number 10 in the U.K. He had three more Canadian number ones, including his 1977 reworking of Candle in the Wind in tribute to the late Princess Diana, that became the best-selling single of all time. He's been knighted, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he's written music for Disney movies and Broadway musicals, and he was the subject of the 2019 biopic Rocket Man. His most recent album was 2016's Wonderful Crazy Nights. So how to sum up the, mu the pop music of September of 1992? Well, you had some older artists staying strong, some underground acts from the 80s entering the 90s mainstream, and rap and electronic dance music continuing to grow in influence. And drugs were either good or bad, depending on whether you believe The Shaman or Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now it's time for Old Man Yells at You. This week's recommendations begin with a couple of Buffy St. Marie compilations, 1974's Native American Child, An Odyssey, 
1987's The Best Of. Combined, they give you a good overview of her career. Then you might pick up Anthony Kiedis' 2005 autobiography, Scar Tissue. It seems like the long version of Under the Bridge. And finally, in another recommendation that's for me as much as for you, see Rocket Man. I have the movie, but I haven't get, gotten around to watching it yet. Get on it, old man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. As always, if you like what you've heard, share, subscribe, and leave a review where you found it. You can also leave feedback on the Facebook and Twitter feeds, both of which are at Mr. B. Glovehead, or on the blog post for the episode, which is at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com, where you can check out the Instagram account, at Old Man Yells at Music. As always, there's a companion YouTube playlist for the episode, which I link to in the show notes. Also in the show notes is a link to my Patreon, where you can support the show and get some bonus content. And make my charts, just like Mike Birmingham. All lyrics quoted are for the purposes of discussion and review. No infringement is intended. Next time on the show, it's another Tale from the Bargain Bin. This time, we're looking at an album I literally bought from the Bargain Bin. Find out if it was worth the 99 cents. Until then, I'm Roger Stroop saying, I'm serious as cancer when I say rhythm is a dancer. Stay safe.